1: Our first reading is from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord, husbands the head of his wife, just as Christ is head of the church, he himself the savior of the body. As the church is subordinate to Christ, so wives should be subordinate to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her to sanctify her, cleansing her by the blood of water and the word, that he might present to himself the church in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. So husbands, also you should love your wives as your own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. No one hates his own flesh, but rather nourishes it and cherishes it, even as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak in reference to Christ and the Church. In any case, each one of you should love his wife as himself, and the wife should respect her husband. The word of the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. For you shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Blessed shall you be and favored. Blessed be those who fear the Lord. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your home. Your children like olive branches around the table. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Behold, thus it is the man blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heavens and earth. You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, what is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. He again said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch of dough was leavened the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, those with sensitive ears might be a little upset with today's readings, but we're going to put them in perspective. The first, of course, We are all called to be subjected to Christ. He's our head. We, the body of the church. So get that point across, Paul uses marriage. Beautiful sacrament, a beautiful experience. And he talks to the women. Women, be subjected to your husband. And husbands, love your wives as your own body. Continues. There's a reason he used that particular analogy in this time in the church, people were expecting the imminent return of Jesus, was coming back. And some of the people who had um, sort of Gnostic ideas said, you know, all flesh is bad, so let's not have any relations. Even in families, husbands and wives, have no relations because you're getting ready for the Lord's return. Paul addressed that clearly in other Gospels, specifically here, and he says, no, no, no. Live your lives as you, as you know, he called it the sacrament, the sacrament of marriage to be. Be subjected to your husbands and wives. Be subject to your husbands and your fidelity. Husbands, love your, your wife like you su- love yourself. And then he co- combines it and says, because it's an analogy like Christ, the head of the church, and we members of the church, and we all have our own functions. So live the life that we're supposed to live, given by God, until he comes. Whenever he comes, we'll check him out then. Okay, so there's another reference into the, the gospel today. Again, women may not like this one either. Um, Jesus talking about dough and yeast, and when women pound the, the dough and make, make dough for the bread, of course, you know, a woman's work is in the kitchen, according to Paul's theory. And we know everybody can go in the kitchen I don't make bread. I cook cookies at Christmas time. That's about it. But it's not its not putting people in categories of subjugation. It's putting people in the categories of their industry, what they do in life. So we've got to just pull our heads out of the narrow focus of women's roles, men's roles. But thinking of bread, and he's trying to get the point across that the church has potential to grow. Years ago, when I was the campus minister at William Patterson, uh, we had a chapel, and one of the big feasts that we used to celebrate was the Feast of St. Anthony, beautiful statue of Anthony, Our church. And people would come and pack the chapel, pack the church, and we had a, an addition uh, next door, like a kitchen and a, a gathering space. And one day, I thought, you know we have to. We have to make the bread of St. Anthony. And and a friend of mine who had a restaurant said, D- "Don't worry about making bread. I'll come over before mass, and we'll make nice, fresh little rolls for people to take home." Nice. So I said, "Well, what are you going to do? How are you going to do that?" He said, well, "I'll I'll send the the dough over early, keep it covered, and then I'll come over after mass, and we'll make the bread." Okay. So. The dough was put in the kitchen, and from where I was standing when I was preaching, I could look into the kitchen. It was two rooms away, but I could see the table, and the dough was in a big bucket on on the table, okay, and it was covered. And in the course of coming up and genuflecting toward the altar, I sort of glanced to the room, and I saw the dough. It was a little bigger lump than when they brought it in, I didn't think much about it, about it, I don't cook. And in the course of the readings and so on, and I started preaching, I looked over again, and the dough had gotten bigger, like out of the pot. And while I'm preaching, I'm looking over because I was totally distracted, in honor of St. Anthony, totally distracted, and now the dough is outside the pot. So I signaled to one of my students and said, go check what's going on in the kitchen. Well, what happened was, and and when when Sal sent the the dough, he told me well, what would happen to it once the yeast is in it, and you all know this probably. I didn't know. Um, it'll keep growing, and then by the time I get here, himself, it'll be big enough to make into little loaves. Well, at that point. The, the dough had gone out of the bucket, on the kitchen table, and I I didn't know what to do with it, so I sent some of the people, and I have to say, there were women who were on the committee. I said, please go take care of that. It was in between celebrating and carrying the statue and doing all those beautiful things. That's my reminiscent of dough. I don't, I don't get involved with it anymore. But Jesus is trying to make the point that every one of us is so significant Any little piece of yeast has its role in making the loaf of bread, in raising the dough. Every one of us, significant roles we play as men, women, lay, religious in the church. And Jesus never puts us down for that. He wants us to realize that the church is a blossoming and inviting community that grows with the amount of yeast of love that you and I put into it. And he uses the analogy of of the, the mustard seed, tiny little seed. When I was in Jerusalem last year, we were in a gift store, and there were little, little jars on the, on the shelf there. And I'm looking at little, little things in them. I said to the proprietor, w- what are these? Oh, he says, they're mustard seeds. I had never seen a mustard seed. I'm a city guy, you know. So I said, really? He says, yes. And when you get out of here, t- tell your guide to take you. And he gave me a particular direction, and you'll see the results of a mustard seed, how they grow into a bush. It wasn't a bush. It was a huge tree. And I asked the guide, can you take us? He said, Oh, yeah, people always ask about the mustard seed and, and the analogy of the, the growing bush, and it was huge. Jesus looks at that mustard seed, insignificant looking, nothing to look at, no personality, you would think. But he also looks into each one of us, and we might not think we're important, but he does. With as small as we are, we are still invited to be the seed of love that plants the church. So the church grows and grows and grows. That's our goal. That has been our goal for centuries. Now the church is being challenged, as you know, politically, socially, by health issues being challenged and and it seems like what the devil wants to do is remove the power of the seed remove the power of the family remove the power of love remove the power of growth and community i have to say he's doing a good job he's doing a good job but we cannot let that continue We as Christians have to be identified as members of the body of Christ. When we leave here, we have been nourished by the word of God and the Eucharist. When we leave here, our, using the analogy of of planting and so on, our fertility is powerful. And it's also negatively powerful. Because people look at us as Catholics and they expect a certain behavior from us whether they like the behavior or not they expect it from us if you're religious if you're spiritual if you're proud to be a catholic and you 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 wear symbols or you have symbols in your home or outside your home that signify your catholic faith you're going to be put down for that by some some people some people will be inspired by that and of course the devil is on the side of those who want to put us down I've spoken about the devil more than once, and, and I think Satan is very powerful. Very powerful in the world, and in the last few months, his power has become more and more evident. You can, you can chalk it up to corona, you can chalk it up to, to civil unrest, you can talk it up to uh, lack of the family, you could talk about anything. But he's good at it. And that's the sad part of this. We've been challenged to grow as a church. The scriptures are very evident as to what our role is. To be fertile, to multiply. In Jesus' analogy, he even quotes the Old Testament. A man leaves his family, a girl leaves her family to marry. That's the sacrament of marriage that Jesus refers to and Paul refers to. And our church builds our sacraments on So we as people who come to church quietly and go home quietly are challenged today to be noisy, to let people know where you stand in your faith. But we don't have to do that with preaching all the time. We have to do with action. People have to see us and how we act because we're always on guard. We're always under the microscope as Catholics. And they have to see us act like Christians, and behave like Christians, and forgive, and love, and give charity like Christians. And then the church will blossom, and grow, and flourish, and feed others.